Love, Simon is a film that reminds us of the power of acceptance, the importance of love, and the strength it takes to be true to oneself. It's a story that will touch your heart, make you laugh, and perhaps even bring a tear to your eye. So grab your favorite drink, whether it's a glass of velvety red wine, refreshing craft beer, or perfectly mixed cocktail, and join us as we raise our glasses to Love, Simon. Welcome to this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Listen to our hosts talk about your favorite movies. You never know what you're going to get. And discuss new films with our mystery guests from all over the world. Our guests speak freely about their experiences as directors. That's a wrap, everybody. Writers, producers, actors, or whatever contribution they have in the film industry. This is Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Well, welcome back to Adult Beverage Film Podcast, and we've got Laura Truman here, Patrick Keenan, hello, Carlisle Squeaker Hamrick, hey, and I'm Kent Smith, and we've got a fun movie to discuss here. So, I'm going to let Patrick start off, and Patrick, why don't you just describe the film for us a little bit right off the bat? Yeah, Love Simon is a movie about a high school student named Simon who comes from a pretty normal family adjusty he likes everybody it's a complete family and uh he's just got this one little thing he's gay and someone on the uh the school's website comes out anonymously and simon starts going oh and develops this kind of online relationship with this person and so it's pretty much about simon coming to terms with his gayness and coming out and his online boyfriend coming out and it's a lot of fun along the way great so we know you like this film i know this is one of your top films uh laura what was your thoughts on the film i i like this film a lot i had never even heard of it before so uh it was it was new to me and um it's been a while since i saw a good romantic comedy and this this fit the bill and um i'm really glad that i grew up in a time where there was no internet and no one could post anything about me on a blog for the high school because how wild is that Mm -hmm. like that's Mm-mm. Tough times. I mean, I, 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 these kids are going through. I mean, it's, I think that's why it's kind of relevant, this story still, is that that is such a big issue and the bullying and all the aspects that can g- come with that are still, you know, present day. Um, so, you know, it is, it, it, they nailed it in this that aspect of the story. Uh, Squeaker, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought it was fun. I thought it was a uh, um, like a really sweet movie. It had a lot of heart. It had like you know had had pretty much everything, everything you'd expect out of really like any rom com. Just with the other, you know, obviously it's a little, a little different um, coming from a different angle. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I think to me, you know, there's a film that I, I really think is very similar to this with the change of the subject. You know, this being about a guy coming out where the, the film that uh, easy a, I don't know if you've seen that um, it 
has a sort of the same thing, but it's about a girl and her virginity, you know, aspect of it. But I think it still falls like they, you know, they're high school, there's comical parents, there's the whole thing that, you know, the instructors are kind of interesting. I think this story really sits with both of those kind of together and watching it in the for me for the first time I, I was I was really surprised that I had not seen this I know Patrick had been talking about it and I picked it up a couple of times and I would just watch parts of it you know as it was playing on something and I just never sat down and watched it all the way through but when I did I loved it I thought they did a great job with this film and I think it's such a good film and a film for anyone that's struggling with, you know, who they are and their sexuality to watch. Um, I think it's a, you know, on that side, as well as anybody that just wants to learn about how things happen on that side. Uh, Plus it's really nice that it's, I think it's the first uh, major studio picture about a gay teen. Usually you have to go to the indie route or an A24 or, you know, even more indie than that to find stuff about the uh, teenage gay experience. So it was nice. They got some names behind it. Uh, Greg Berlanti directed it really like Greg Berlanti. He, uh, he does a lot of the CW stuff. It did Flash feel kind of CW ish. It is. It's well, it's rom-com. And, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking, <clears throat> like Jennifer Garner and Josh Duhamel and like all the white furniture in the house and like the way things are lit and like it just it just feels like I'm in a CW house. I thought you were going to so say all the here. white people. Well, I mean like there were a lot of white people too. I'm not going to deny that, but there was a few characters of color and yeah. I I like that and um yeah uh did anybody guess right about who was the guy writing the letters i did not not the first time i I thought that it was him but then you know they threw so many uh wrenches in there and each time you know i i thought it was really cool the way they the perspective of how he was thinking oh it's this person it's the guy at the you know, the waffle, uh, Lyle at the, uh, the waffle house or, and you know, it's him. And then you see it from that perspective of who it is and what you think. And I thought that was a really cool way of doing it because you basically kept your kind of single person story all the way through. Um, but you know, then when he kept throwing the changes in there, I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong here. Um, you well, know, he I- gets like, he t- treats every new, like, Every time he decides it's somebody else, he treats it as if like that's them, and I'm I'm sure it's them, and it turns into a very like this is really gonna date me, but uh, it's a very Three's Company Jack Tripper kind of moment where it's like I'm fully committed to this miscommunication, or I'm fully committed to this misunderstanding, and like I'm going in whole hog, even though I've been wrong several times already. (laughs) I think the first time I watched it, I thought it was going to turn out to be uh, Cal, Miles Heiser. If you guys know him from Parenthood, 13 Reasons Why, any of these things, he's the guy who uh, played the piano. Okay. I thought it was going to be him too. I thought it would be him because I think he's openly gay. Uh, 
So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. And then they had that scene where, like, he was, they were almost kissing under the mistletoe mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, uh, nope. But that was still a fantasy. <laughs> that was a fantasy. But I was yeah. like, well, maybe, maybe it's him. Nope. It seemed like the most likely choice. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I had two thoughts. One, one was like way out of the box. So I actually was wondering, was it going to be Buster Bluth, the vice principal? And that it was not going to end up like a <laughs> swerve where he was just also dealing with his own thing. And then they could just kind of like talk about it together. And he would like teach him a, you know, a lesson about life. Obviously it wouldn't be romantic Yikes. in that way, but it would be more, be more of a like, be a men- but like a mentorship. Like I understand what you're going through. I'm going through this in my life as well. I thought maybe it was going to go that direction at first. And then, um, towards the end i started thinking maybe we weren't gonna find out and it was just gonna be like all the friends would be like i'm blue and like no i'm blue i'm blue and they were all gonna support him (laughs) like they were all gonna take that role of blue like to support him obviously both those were wrong but that's kind of where my head was at that would have been good i would have liked that yeah that would have been interesting i hated it if he didn't find out his true love (laughs) well that would have been frustrating too he deserved a love story i thought it was hysterical when logan miller at the end goes Simon, I'm blue. And he goes, yeah. no, you're not. And he goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was good. And I, and I like the way they brought that character in too, where, you know, he starts out as the kind of nerdy, but as you know, he progresses and, and he's starting to wear, not wear the t-shirts with all the names on it and all that stuff as it goes along. And yet, you know, he throws away, um, and we know that's an offensive to to Laura there because she always has a great T-shirt. On. It's all I wear is graphic tees. Like that guy was after my own heart. I would have loved too. him. <laughs> but I like what the way he progresses through the story too. Is that um, you know even though he makes the huge terrible decision to be the bully in a sense, um, you know, with putting the emails out, uh, you know, in the end he really you know, is, is sympathetic of it. And, and, and then he even steps up and and puts himself in a bad situation to protect him so that he doesn't have to go through what he went through with the whole on the football field thing. And I thought that was, that was a nice touch because he could have come off as like, you didn't care about that care at, at, you know, at that point. Um, and yet, yeah, because he was pretty self-centered yeah. throughout the entire thing. And mm-hmm. then to see him learn a lesson and like really learn a lesson, mm-hmm. And yeah. become a, a better person. That he's was just nice. very. He was just very oblivious. He kind of represents that that kid in school that just doesn't get that there's other people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they all kind of got that way at some point, right? Like even Simon kind of lying to protect himself, and it ended up hurting his friends. Like I think mm. it just kind of like encompasses that age where you are like you're in your own world and you're trying to look out for yourself and protect because you don't want. You don't want to be the weird kid or the, well, some people do, but you know, like a lot of like in the movies yeah. like this, you don't want to be the weird kid. You want to be the one that just kind of like flies under the radar and then, but you may hurt others kind of in, in the process. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. Yes. You know, yes. it was, you know, you're, you're testing not, your boundaries. You're, you're just seeing what life will do really. Yeah. And I mean, I think too, you know, watching this is like, you know, if, think about it from the perspective of if you were coming out, what would you do and how would you react? And, and I think that may, that, you know, this film makes you look at that aspect of it, of like, what would I, 
how would you do this if you were trying to do that to come out or, you know, I mean, especially at that age, you know, that's a tough age. Um, you know, and I think that was, they did a great job at, at touching on that. Well, yeah. Cause a lot of it, I would, I would find myself like agreeing with one side, but then I'd hear the flip side from another character. I'm like, well, I agree with that too. Actually. Like there was a lot of, you know, in protecting your own interests, it's not necessarily um, hurtful or you're not doing it to, to sabotage someone else. Again, you're just kind of caught up in your own situation. And I think this is a film about connecting with someone too, right? It's a connecting with whether it be, you know, with someone that you care about or connecting with someone that has the same interest as you if nothing else. Um, and that, that was a nice thing. And I think the, the whole play with the phones I think was really symbolic in that aspect of it because, you know, taking the phone away and being present instead of being you know stuck glued to the phone, you know, and that was one of the things that the vice principal was kind of trying to stress. And oh, no, that's also just school policy. In most in a we- yeah. And I'm sure of that too, <laughs> but I don't know if that was the case at that time, if that was a school policy, because I don't believe it was until a, not too long ago, really where they started kicking that in. Um, cause when cell phones first came out, people had them, you know, and they were able right. to go to school and do things with them. Um, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it is now. And these kids are literally, you know, there wasn't the social media platforms at that time. Like there are now. It was just a phone. Right. It was a phone. <laughs> right. Guys, this movie was made in 2018. It's yeah, not this from is, like. This is pretty, uh, new. Yeah, this is pretty new. <laughs> this, this isn't that old. It's like, <laughs> you know, they didn't have social networking platforms on their phones like we I do nowadays. Still to school. <laughs> <laughs> I We're not talking about guys, kids with pagers. These are, these are cell phones. <laughs> he got caught up in me talking about Three's Company. He's just, yeah, he's just stuck back age. there. Can't we went I was, back a few decades. Yeah. I was wondering, is was that ever a thing? Because obviously it's been a long time since all of us have been in high school. Was a thing where like it's just a school-centric message board? Is that a thing that's ever happened? Like where they can just tell secrets about each other? Is that just kind of <laughs> I've heard more of that. Like, like there's a neighborhood. There's neighborhood ones. Uh, yeah, websites. I can't remember what they're called. Next door. Next door, uh, and and, and Ring like that, has their own site, now. which I feel oh. like are probably similar to that. I don't know if schools themselves have that because they just use the Snapchat or the Instagrams. I think a lot of schools have a Facebook page. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And absolutely. Like, like yeah. you know, and links Twitter off page of that. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Twitter like page. that. But I don't know that the kids use Facebook. Yeah. I think that's that's for old people. (laughs) Totally. And their relatives. Uh, I think that it it is the age of Snapchat and and Instagram. And WhatsApp and TikTok. (laughs) TikTok. Yes. Yes. Let's just list all the apps we know. So people think we're cool. (laughs) Instagram. I know that's one. That's so five years ago, Laura. I know. (laughs) I love IG. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So we're old. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was interesting also that they had an out gay kid in the movie. And later <laughs> when Simon goes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, draw attention and stuff to you. And and Ethan is kind of like, you know, you could have told me. Right. Yeah. And like, why didn't he? That was what I was wondering. Like, that would have been the first person I went to. Well, I think it all has to do with the whole coming out experience. As soon as you say it to someone, to anyone, it makes it real. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the fear is that once it's once it's real, like it took him a lot to tell Abby uh, in that sequence. And uh, she was only safe car. because she was kind of a stranger. Yeah. And she, and she was. Yeah. But I think he was testing the waters with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, I don't know that he knew Ethan that well. And he might be afraid yeah. Ethan would go, oh, I'm not the only gay person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then once he did say it for the first time to Abby, it kind of things moved quickly from there. It seems yes, like. yeah, yeah. The story picked up at that point, you know, and you started having more faster pace things happening. So, and and of course, you know, once it's out, it's out, and it starts to move at a, you know, people talk to each other, no matter what it is, you know, whether it's you know someone's having a divorce or whatever it might be, that stuff goes quickly. It is amazing how fast it can go. Well, and I thought his speech to. Uh, who was Logan Miller's character again? Uh, Martin, uh, where he gives that speech. He goes, you took that moment from me. That was my moment to have to tell people. Yeah, Coming that- out was my thing, and you took that from me. And uh, there's a lot of moments in this movie that I just went, oh, wow, yeah. That's- yeah, that, 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 that scene right there to me was one of, I thought was one of the better scenes because that is a very pivotal point in, in a, someone's life. And you, you've robbed them of it, whether, you know, if it could be robbing them of anything that they're, they're supposed to be doing. Um, and when you, you know, it's like taking away a, a family member you know, and, and he didn't have that, that right. And, and it should have been at his pace and his time. And, and that would have. Exactly. Know. Exactly. And I liked uh, a lot of this. I like the Laura and I were talking about the Jennifer Garner scene with him. Oh yeah. Uh, after he came out and how nice that was. And that was not originally in the script. Uh, that was wonderful. A that was her. Scene. I think she asked to have a scene like that in there. I love the scene with Josh Demel and. Uh, oh, that was so great too. <laughs> Let's yeah. try. Like to see him come to terms with like all the things he'd ever said. Yes. And like all the, like, Oh my God, I can't believe I, did those things. I said those things. Why didn't you tell me? Like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And it would have been really easy to have, um, you know, a character written in a character, whether it be the dad or someone else that was like mad at him. Like, I can't believe this. Like, and they didn't go that route. Cause a lot of movies do go that way where it's like, they're disappointed or they don't know how to take it. And everyone here was just, was just accepting you know it was like a, the only was, uncool people feeling. were the bully the two bully right. guys yeah and, uh, yeah uh, i guess she's a lesbian the theater teacher just because tony hale goes yeah she doesn't like men uh <laughs> like under his breath i love she all the comments like her, anyone <laughs> uh, but when she goes oh no this is my radio now i'm gonna use the, i'm gonna sell it and use the money to get my tubes tied <laughs> yeah it was pretty funny. She was my favorite character. Yeah, I love her. She had some great, great lines in it. Um, And she just like speedy, just rattles them off. Like she's so good. Her timing is good. Her like she was excellent. I think one of the only other characters. So there's a TV series called Love Victor that is a direct spinoff of this, where another kid goes to. the creek. I forgot wherever they go, where uh, the place, that school. And Simon is kind of his idol because everyone talks about how Simon came out the uh, Ferris wheel story Ferris wheel and stuff kid. like that. <laughs> and this kid, Victor, is a Hispanic kid and he is wanting to come out. And she makes an appearance in like an episode or two. Oh, 
Oh. Uh, which is nice. And so does uh, Nick Robinson makes an appearance at least at least one or two episodes. But also he does you hear his voice on the phone a few times talking to this Victor kid. Mm-hmm. So it was nice, not like that. Very nice. Uh, but I did love every the, all the under the breath types of things, like when Martin, uh, when they're uh, Simon's leaving his bedroom, uh, he, you know, he gives him this spiel about don't wear the t shirts and if you want to come to the party, and then Martin goes, "Do you want to sleep over?" And Simon's just like, "Nope," yeah. and just keeps walking. <laughs> I was like, I love those little the little comments because yeah. I'm not sure that they were. I don't know that they were all scripted because the the scene in the car where they're dancing kind of was unscripted. Uh, Greg Berlanti would keep the camera rolling before and after shots just to catch stuff of them reacting to each other just as friends and stuff. They all seem to really be friends. They did. It really yeah. it, it worked. Quite it's well. kind of like us, the way we keep recording <laughs> after the fact, though, because we can get some great one-liners in there. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, we did do that on uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we t- – yeah, I guess we did that on Little Package. Now a word from one of our sponsors. Unleash the power of visual storytelling with Lucky You Films, based in Charlotte, North Carolina. We specialize in captivating commercial videos, stunning still photography that tells your brand's unique story. Our creative team collaborates closely with you to understand your goals and aspirations, blending technical finesse and creative flair. From concept to post-production, we're with you every step of the way, creating an unforgettable masterpiece that resonates with your audience. Contact Lucky You Films today and let us bring your brand story to life. Hold on to your beers, buddy games, Spring Awakening, the outrageous comedy of the year is here. The boys are back to reignite for the biggest challenge yet and to take it back to where it all began, spring break. Get it now on Microsoft Store. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Hey, what did you guys think about the uh, football scene? Because that was kind of a... Kind of Do you mean Martin professing his love or yeah. the, the yeah. Waffle House guy asking about Abby? <laughs> that wouldn't be a football thing. Fine. Yeah, that would be Abby. Okay. Um, that part was cute. But uh, I loved it. when Martin comes in and he's the mascot and he's, he's like, oh, I hear you're into bears. And you could just see on Simon's face. He has no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, and then it goes obviously into him professing his love for Abby. Which I know moved Squeaker. Yeah, I mean, it was just really, you know, again, it's kind of a pure movie at, at, in a sense. And it was just like a really sweet way to let him down where she was like, I, you know, I like you and I think we should still be friends and hang out, but I, I don't like you like that. Um, and, you know, he took he took it pretty well, at least initially. Um, and then, of yeah, course, that could have gone. And then, of course, he ruined uh, Simon's. <laughs> whole thing but yeah but even back in that scene tony hale's like good going martin way to try way to like it was so and they all proactive and stuff (laughs) that you're like i wish i had gone to this school i know i mean everyone was so upbeat and positive except for those two assholes but you know once again this ties that ties back into the whole putting yourself out there you know and in this case Mm -hmm. you're watching it from a big scale like you know there's all these people seeing it and it's you know in present time um i think that was cool because that's what this story is all about is that 
you know, being able to make that statement and come out. Now, I don't know if I would want to do it at a, in front of a football crowd. <laughs> While somebody's yeah. trying to do the national anthem. Yeah. You wouldn't do that? Well, the funny thing was when Simon said, go big or go home, I don't think he realized how big Martin was going to go. Right. With yeah. it. He went sudden, big. I was oh big. Oh, my God. He, did, yeah. he went big. That was He's wearing a bear outfit. Yeah. Um, I feel like with movies like this, for me at least, I always kind of think back to my my own experience at that age. Did this kind of take you back and make you think about your your high school experience at all? And my no, high school experience no. was nothing like that. <laughs> None <laughs> nothing of that at all. No, mine was more like we need to talk about Kevin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Boy. God! That, that makes know, a I lot of just, sense. Yeah, I was just a poorly adjusted child, I think. Um, <laughs> So now, well, you've come, you've come a long ways now, Patrick. So we're, yes, we're really no, proud of your progress. Badly adjusted. <laughs> now, yeah, I could, I, I wish I could relate to them. It was just kind of. I think, I think there's some things in it that I related to. You know, the writing and that I haven't thought about in years is like writing in the car with your friends. Yeah, you know, and you're yeah. in high school. You say, you know, when everybody jumps in the car for the first time, they are like, "Hey, have you heard about this? Hey, have you heard?" You know, we don't do that now when we jump in a car with friends. It's kind of like we're because we don't jump in cars with friends. We all own cars, right? So we're <laughs> meeting somewhere, or but even if you would meet somewhere, you don't like. Oh, have you heard about? You know, there's not that. It's not as big like the gossip scene. You know, as you get a little older, I think. I mean, there is some, but it's maybe we're not as dramatic about it. Um, but I thought it was just a neat to see that because it brought back, you know, where he pulls off on the side. And then I, I love the thing like, okay, you, you know, there's no cars. You don't have to turn, put your turn signal on. Yes. <laughs> just, just trying to be safe. Yeah, just trying, to be safe. Safe. trying to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. So I love those little, uh, like I've already said, under, under their, what do you call it? Under their breath lines that mm-hmm. people say in it. It's just funny. Yeah, and I think this was – I mean, there were so many good ones, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I always loved every time uh, – Tony – is it Tony Hale, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Buster Bluth, we'll just call yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, what is Buster Blue? Yeah. Buster, Buster Bluth, Bluth from Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't really watch that. His, his one-liners oh, were so good and, like, that's sort of the end of, like, how he would close out things and – um, how, oh, he he just—he was so goofy with the who took your phone? Yeah. Oh, me, yeah. me, me, me. Yeah, I, I thought he he played such quirkiness that it worked. Yeah. Also, shout out Veep, Gary Walsh from Veep. He was, oh yeah, yeah. Like the two things I, I, I know he was really good in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd seen him in Veep a couple times. And a big yeah. shout out to Drew Starkey, which was in there. Yes, and yeah. I was so glad to see him pop up because I, I didn't realize that he was in this. But uh, I think this might have been his. Like one of his earliest, his like biggest thing to date when he was in this, because he was in a number of scenes. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and this film was like filmed in Atlanta. So, you know, he probably hop, skipped and jumped down there to, to do it. So he probably uh, drove. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Skipping Very, and jumping after yeah. the knees. Yeah. <laughs> when you're young, you can do that. Yeah. But yeah, th- I thinking about, just being in you know the high school age i feel like it was hard enough at least you think in the time like you know you like a girl like thinking i wonder if that girl likes me to think of the other experience does this person even like people like me like yeah. are they into you know are they gay like it, 
that's just something as a as someone who's not gay you don't ever have to really think about that and it, it made me think about it during or at least back then right like yeah 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 Which well, I, think, also I, think made a, that. I think there's a great line in this film and it's lots of people like someone they can't have and and i thought that was an interesting thing too you know that they that that they used um so I mean, yeah, it's that is a tough thing because it adds one more, you know, extra risk to it, especially at that time when it was, you're nobody wants it's kind of hadn't come out as much as they would later, you know, once they got to college. I think a lot of people came out more so then. You know. They were dropping out right and left, <laughs> coming out, coming out. There. <laughs> Things that I liked uh, also besides the whole movie, uh, the scene at the beginning with the landscaper. And Simon's trying to like relate oh, yeah. to him, and he goes, "Hey, I, I'm Simon." As if the landscaper cares, <laughs> and can girly, even hear him. This big buff yeah. guy, and then he goes, "I like, I like, I like your boots." Yeah. And then and he, he just kind the, of and he hit his head on the uh, steering wheel, and the horn goes off. <laughs> and the that scene, was a nice touch to it, because that's that was a, oh, you know, like completely let loose. The, I think was, he did a great job too. He I did. Mean, he did. I, I mean, a phenomenal job of like you. He was likable. He was very his his delivery of his lines, the way he pulled himself off, the approach, even the way he sang bad karaoke. I thought it was <laughs> you know, he, it was just you believed his character, and I think that that carried the story. He nailed it. As to uh, Laura and I were discussing how. Laura said she wasn't a huge Jennifer Garner fan until she saw this. And I was like, I wasn't a big Jennifer Garner fan, Josh Demel or Nick Robinson fan before seeing this. Cause I, Nick Robinson tended to, he was in like one of the Jurassic world movies or something like that. Jurassic mistake movies, whatever they're <laughs> called. And, uh, I didn't love him in that. And then he, I felt like he did a bunch of teen love stories that yeah. I was like, man, and he really nailed it in this one. Uh, Josh Demel's come a long way from Transformers. <laughs> oh man, and, such uh, a long way. I couldn't even remember what I'd seen him in. I was like, why does this guy look familiar? Like, yeah, I know, I know him from something, but well, what? he also he was in Life as We Know It. I think that uh, a friend, oh Joanna, Joanna, Joanna Jowett has a gave scene him a in kiss. Him. Yeah, I gave him a kiss. Uh, mm. And uh, I want to say that was also directed by Greg Berlanti. Hmm. It's a common theme, but there is one other scene I wanted to mention uh, that we I'm amazed we haven't touched on it about how it's not fair that straight people don't have to come out. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That they're all coming really out good. to their parents, and the one mother's like, "Oh my God, oh no, Jesus!" Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just very true and funny at the same time. So. Yeah, I, I I think it's hilarious because I, I actually pulled that off with my parents one time, and I was like, I'm gonna go and I'm be like, so I, I really got to like tell you guys some things, and um, you're not gonna want to hear this. And I went through the whole thing, and I said, so I just want y'all to know I'm straight, and so I, I just want that to be out there, and you know, and of course I could just see my dad go, yeah. and then my mom, and your mom went, no, you're not. <laughs> So, I, nice I, try, kids. No, you're not. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think I think overall, I think this film is. I mean, it's it's so well done, and it's a film I will go back to and watch again. I think it's, you know, I frequently watch it just because yeah. it, it makes me feel good. 
It makes me feel uh, squeaker said it right from the top. It has a lot of heart. Yeah, it does. And uh, I'll take that anytime. I like the storytelling in it. Uh, I was compelled and interested in the story. Unlike other movies. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, you, I, think you sh- I would love to hear your thought. Have you seen easy a, I, was Emily Stone in that? Or, uh, Emily, Emily Stone? Stone? Yeah. 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 She yeah. was? Yeah, she's yeah. the one. I did see it, but it obviously didn't leave as big an impression on me. Oh, wait a minute. That wasn't the takeoff of the Scarlet Letter. Yes. 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 Yeah, yes. it was a good movie. It was yeah, fun. Good. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's it not had- something I go, I must watch it all the time. No, but I can turn it on and watch it and, you know, have in the background and this kind of film I would, you know, look back I'll at have and to check and it out again. But it's similar to this in the form and the style. You know how the single narrative voice kind of coming through to, um, you know, completely different story concepts, but it's a high school right. coming of age film, you know, and that maybe that's the part that kind of resonates um, with it. You know, both of them kind of have a comical approach to the telling this, and I think yeah, that's why yeah. it works. Um, you know, if you made it too serious, I think people might be turned off on it. So. Well, and I think who who put this out was Warner Brothers, the one who made this movie. I'm not sure on that. That'd be something um, squeaky, probably. think I'm going to say it's probably Warner Brothers, but the last, or no, maybe it's not Warner Brothers, but where, whoever the company is, I think I read someplace, the last gay movie they did was in the 80s called Making Love, which I was a uh, an usher in a movie theater that showed Making Love for a good week before it left theaters. And it had Harry Hamlin in it and Kate Jackson and uh, the guy who was the sheriff on Twin Peaks. Uh, I feel like I've seen this movie. It's not a great movie. No. It's very serious. And it's like Harry Hamlin, I think, is uh, gay, but the sheriff from Twin Peaks is married to Kate Jackson and is starting to realize that he's gay and la ba da and uh, – that's what they gave us. That was the gay movie they gave us in the eighties. And it was well, just it, not good. It, it's Ew. this one came from, it was distributed by 20th century Fox, but production company was Fox 2000 pictures. Um, and Maybe they had it's a, Fox. Maybe it's the last time Fox put out a gay. Well, they, it was a 17 budget was like 17 million on this. And they grossed uh, worldwide, like 67. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they made a little money on it. That gives they them, did. gives them a little, you know, it's all about that. You know, if they're making money, then they're going to keep trying to do things. If it doesn't. Oh, and we'd be uh, remiss not to mention it is based on the novel Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. Mm. Oh, uh, that's an interesting there, title. I think yeah. I would have enjoyed that title better. <laughs> originally, I'm the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> originally, that's what they were calling it. And uh, they just went, that's too fucking many words. Uh, and well, it's, I mean, it is a lot of words. I'm not going to. Love Simon's a lot easier. I guess. Uh, I also feel like putting a verses in it like makes it decisive, right? right mm-hmm. Or divisive, not decisive. So I know, and divisive. you don't want Kid Rock shooting <laughs> um, your movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about, so could this movie have come out at any other time? I mean, I know you see like art influences culture um, and like things kind of happen when they happen, but would it have been too early 10 years ago? Would it have been too late five years from now? I don't think it's ever too late. Yeah, especially with all the LGBTQ uh, bills coming out and the the community's under more 
threat of oppression now than it has been in in a number of years. So I think it'll stay a relevant movie for a while, or hopefully, hopefully a hopeful movie for people. Yeah, uh, I think it could have come out ten years earlier. It would have been fine, and I think it could come out now. What year is this? Twenty twenty three, twenty fifteen. I don't know. I don't know about that either. I don't know, I don't know if yeah. it would have done as well. I don't know if it would have gotten the. You know, hmm. it would have had to been in, probably would have had to have been an indie film because no studio would have risked it. Well, I think maybe yeah. it would have come out. It wouldn't have had as big a names in, you know, in it. That might, which have, would be sad. It would be, yeah. it wouldn't be the same movie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I didn't really know I was going to like Jennifer Gardner, a Gardner. <laughs> I keep wanting to put a D in there because that's my name. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I really liked her, and 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 now I would. I'm not gonna go crazy, but I would say I'm a fan. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, she won me over too. Don't yeah. feel bad. Yeah. I, it I was, don't. It was nice that you know, instead of the typical conservative parents, we've got you know the mom's a liberal and the dad's a big pushover crybaby. Oh, I love <laughs> that. Love yeah, it's that. they're such an awesome couple. She's not oh, even- his video, his video that he made at the beginning. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> a fourth grader could do this better. <laughs> and yeah. not even a like a, a talented fourth grader. What you say? Something <laughs> like along those lines. It's an like average fourth grader. Yeah, not even an exceptional fourth grader. It's just like an <laughs> average. He tried. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. He just threw it in a movie and it came out. You know? <laughs> he did. He did. He goes, look yeah. at this. Look at the." It was like the little shattering effect. <laughs> he was so proud. He was so proud of himself. <laughs> Hysterical. Hysterical. But yeah, what else we got on this movie, huh? You know, I will watch it again and again. He's, he's that's, good. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Do we, do we all agree that it's good? Like yeah, no yeah, nobody nobody wow. doesn't like this movie. No, we all we all enjoyed it. Look at that. Just want to point out who picked this one. I did. <laughs> I we'll have did. ten downloads of it, um, probably on this one. So uh, yeah, I don't expect right. our numbers to go up in Russia. <laughs> Russia might have a little fence with it, but shout yeah, out. Might be like nope, mm-hmm. nope. So this comes to the point where we talk about what you've been watching. What you've been watching, Laura? You want to start us off? Well, I have been watching, I have binged almost a whole season of a show called From. I don't know if yeah, anyone else yeah. is watching this. It's pretty fun, I gotta say. Okay. It's, what's, it, what's it on? So, it's on Prime, um, and it's basically, it's about this uh, this town that people kind of accidentally fall into and they get trapped there. So like what happens is you're driving along the road, a tree is fallen in the road and you can't get around it. And you see the crows circling. And if you see all this, it's too late. You're already trapped in the town. Mm. Oh. And then there's like monsters that eat you after dark. There's like all these rules that you have to obey. It's crazy weird. It's Sounds fun. fun. Sounds like a Stephen King type of, it thing. is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this Harold Perrineau from Lost. Yes, and Harold Perrineau from Lost, and he is great. Hmm. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And uh, I hear something weird. Do I hear thunder? Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Squeaker, okay, awesome. what, what you what you been watching? 
I have no idea. You may have to skip me. I can't even remember what I've been watching. Edward Penis Hands <laughs> Part Three. Um, Lady Chatterley's Lover episode. Um, I don't think I've watched anything actually since last time we had a podcast. I've been, yeah, been, been I was out of I was out of town for yeah, a little while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to watch every day, so that's good. Uh, uh, Patrick, what you been watching? So uh, while we're on Greg Bel- Berlanti, uh, Treat Williams passed away the other day. <gasps> No. Yeah, and I used to follow him on Twitter. I love Treat Williams, and uh, he literally posted just a few hours before he died in a motorcycle accident. Oh. Um, and I love Treat Williams, not only from Hair and Prince of the City and stuff like that, but uh, the show Everwood, which was created by Greg Berlanti, director of Love, Simon. Uh, nice. So I've been binging that, and I'm like almost finished with season two. It's on Freebie. Oh. Uh and uh, I've used to love everyone. It was very, uh, I mean, it had big issues, kind of like Love, Simon. It had some some important issues, but it was very feel-good, folksy at the same time. It's almost like a Norman Rockwell painting come to life uh, type of experience. Besides that, I, I watched John Wick, Chapter 4. Oh, cool. Nice. Last night. What were your thoughts? Oh, I love that. I love the John Wick world. It's a fucking long one. It's like two hours and uh <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of two, shit blowing up and two guns. and three quarters. I yeah. it did get to the point where I went, is there anyone left to kill in the world? <laughs> nope. After nope. that one scene. But uh I really did enjoy it. John Wick forever. John Wick forever. Love you, John. There's Love a, you, John. There's a guy at the end of my street who uh has John Wick on his license plate. Oh. So I think oh, he loves oh. John Wick more <laughs> than you. I think it might uh, be a little scary, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't go close to his house. You know, I have a Bernie Sanders sticker on my car. I don't have any killers. This is his license plate. Like, oh, this is his license plate. All right. <laughs> That's okay. commitment. Are you, does okay. Keanu live down the street from you? Maybe. Ooh. It's an ugly-ass truck he's got, though. Oh, yes. Definitely. Can I jump into one that I – so I haven't watched nope, anything. No, your time's up. I, I want to watch <laughs> – Oh, man. We've moved on. Down. Um, I've I heard that uh Black Mirror season six just came out. I'm it really did. Watching that. Has anybody watched it? I haven't yet, and I need to I actually need to go to five. I haven't seen five, so I need to I don't think I made it past one. Oh, no. how could you not? Right. What's, What's is on? that the show with the pig fucker? Yeah. And that's the first yeah. one, and it's the hardest one to get through. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So yeah. I saw that one and I went, I don't know if I want to watch any beastie. They're all shows. so different. Oh yeah. no, I did see one with Jesse Plemons. Yeah, where was he like? It was almost Star Trekky. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Remember a that? really good one. It was yeah. a good one. Yeah, I don't know why. I think I think I will wait until people watch. Excuse me. Yeah. I think I wait until. <laughs> <laughs> excuse yourself. Uh, I think I will wait until people go. You need to see this episode. Oh, I saw the one also with the kid from uh, Get Out, uh, and I'm brain farting on his name. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, there was one that he was on with maybe being uploaded after you die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, that was a good So there are, there's good yeah, episodes, yeah. but there's also episodes I don't dig. So I'd rather- Pig fucker. Like, if you got pig fucker. Um, good cast, pig fucker. Uh, mm-hmm. Still that fucking pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys watch it, just tell me, like, this is the must-see episode of season six or whatever it is. Because I'm not a good TV watcher, as we know. Oh man, <laughs> they're all good. I mean, yeah. well, I'll watch not. them for you, they're, Patrick. They're really not, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you which ones you need to watch. 
it's kind of like I used to like, was it Masters of Horror? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not all good. I no, want I want to think they're all good, but they're not all good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just want to watch the good ones. Yeah, I want good memories. Good. Yeah. All good, Patrick. I started all, watching. Some are great, but yeah. they all, all float down here. <laughs> I started watching a thing, a show called Based on True, a True Story. Uh, oh, that's on my list. I want to. Yeah, I want to watch Chris that. Messina and um, uh, oh, Kaylee uh, Quoco. Quoco. Yeah. Did you say Chris Messina? Mm-hmm. Yep. I just saw him in Boogeyman. Yeah, it's so it's really good, and it's based on a a serial killer. Uh, oh. And the premise is they find out who the serial killer is, and then they <laughs> confront him and give him an option to do a podcast. And so. <laughs> It's really, really good. Like, I mean, uh, there's only, I think, six, five episodes out right now or six episodes. But it's just, I mean, I would binge watch that show and like straight through. It's just, it's awesome. And the concepts like digs deeper and deeper and you can just see where it's heading. It's going, yeah, way down the, the rabbit hole. So it's a fun one to watch and it's on the Peacock. So, uh, I got the peacock. If you got Patrick, I got it. He's got the cock over there. Oh, oh dear. I ain't got no peacock, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did think of getting Paramount for a free trial of a week so I could watch Dungeons and Dragons with Chris, Chris Pine and Hair because it'd be cheaper than renting both of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, can do that. I guess free is about as cheap as you can get. That's right. And Unless I somebody's paying cheap. you. That's right. And well, I should have mentioned Boogeyman before, but, uh, it was. You know, it's okay. 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 Yeah, that's Wait probably why you didn't mention it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I went to the theater and saw a movie and forgot about it almost as quickly as <laughs> I went to see. It's a good well, <laughs> I don't want to say horror is dead, but horror is definitely. It's taking a nap. Yes. Good, good way of phrasing it. Very, very good way of saying it right now. Horror has been on a little bit of a nappy poo. <laughs> well, speaking of nappy poos. <laughs> Listen, this has been fun, and we want to thank everybody for listening. And make sure you go and rate, review, subscribe. Check out some of our previous podcasts that we've done. On some and happy Pride time. Month. Yeah. Happy, can we say that? Can I say that? Without that's exactly. Do it. No, that's what we, you know, why happy we're doing. Happy Pride oh, Month. Be proud of who you are. And we know we have another great film coming to you next uh, drop. So it's going to be fun. I thought and, we were doing The Birdcage. And. Well, we try to keep it a mystery, but obviously it's not. So now you know what to watch. Our two listeners deserve better than a mystery. (laughs) So anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, (laughs) and uh, we will see you next time. Like having a drink and talking films? Yup. The Adult Beverage Film Podcast is your go-to podcast. Hey, Join the conversation and listen to film industry producers, actors, directors, writers, share all of their experiences in the film industry. Expand your mind into films you've already seen. Plus, find new films to watch in the future. Visit adultbeverage.net or go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to Adult Beverage Film Podcast episodes today.